Mandy Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And with this uh, episode, we are going to revisit an issue that you should know, and maybe many of you will, but for the number of hotline questions I get about this topic, I think we need a reminder. When Form 17 is delivered, how does seller gain assurance that buyer has the Form 17 and won't be able to terminate the transaction going forward based on the Form 17? I've gotten questions recently along the lines of, what if buyer doesn't sign the Form 17? They just refuse to or buyer broker won't return it. Or in one case, I got the question of, what if seller never even delivers the Form 17? Can the transaction even close if the seller refuses to deliver a Form 17? And the answer to both of those questions is, deep breaths, it's okay. The law does in fact require seller to deliver the Form 17, assuming it's a transaction where the Form 17 is required, which is almost every transaction you're going to handle. The easy rule of thumb is that if the property is owned, if fee simple title to the property is held in the name of the estate of a deceased person, and you will know that by looking at the title report, then that transaction is exempt from the Seller's Disclosure Act. There are very few other exemptions. So assuming that the Form 17 is due, the seller is required to deliver it. But what if the seller doesn't deliver the Form 17? What is the consequence of that? The consequence is that unless buyer waives the right to receive the Form 17, then, then the buyer retains the right all the way until closing to rescind that transaction. So saying that again, seller has an obligation to deliver the Form 17, but if they refuse to deliver the Form 17 or if they fail for any reason, sometimes it's in the listing broker's transaction folder and it just never gets delivered. In that transaction, unless the buyer has waived the right to receive the Form 17, then buyer retains the right all the way to closing to rescind the transaction. Once the transaction closes, buyer's rights under the Seller Disclosure Act are gone. Buyer doesn't retain any right against the seller after closing based on the Seller Disclosure Act. Now, if seller made a misrepresentation on the Form 17, buyer may have a cause of action based on that after closing, but that would not be under the Seller Disclosure Act. So then, let's talk about the scenario where seller has delivered the Form 17 and buyer says, I'm not signing that. Does that mean that buyer never gives up the right to rescind the transaction until closing? No, that's not at all what that means. Buyer has a three-day right of rescission following listing broker's receipt of the Form 17. So listing broker, it is up to you to provably deliver seller's completed and signed Form 17 to the buyer broker. You have to be able to prove that you made that delivery. So then the question that often comes up is, well, it was an attached document to the MLS listing printout. Does that constitute delivery? And the answer to that question is maybe. If listing broker, you have proof that the buyer broker accessed it. For example, buyer actually returns 
a copy of seller's form 17 bearing buyer's signature on one of those signature lines, then you have proof that buyer broker accessed that seller's disclosure statement. Or maybe it's even more subtle than that. Maybe the buyer broker sends you an email with a question that says something like, hey, we were reviewing the Form 17 and we have questions about um, how the seller answered question number 5A. Now you also have proof that buyer broker accessed the Form 17 because they sent you an email saying we accessed the Form 17 and, and we have a question about it. In any of those cases, you would not have to make separate delivery of the Form 17 because you can prove that buyer broker accessed the Form 17. But if you don't have proof that buyer broker accessed the Form 17 from the attached documents to the MLS printout, then you have to make provable delivery. You're going to attach it to a, an email. You're going to make actual delivery of that email to the broker and the broker's firm on the other side of the transaction. Uh, hopefully get a response to that email and now you have proof of delivery of the Form 17. So then the next question that always comes up is, yeah, but what if? Seller has completed the form and signed it, but there is a defect in their completion. They didn't answer a question. Or there's an asterisk question that they've answered yes, but they didn't offer any additional explanation. Or they didn't attach relevant documents, which the instructions to the form say they must do. What if something fails in seller's completion of the Form 17. Even if buyer signs that first buyer signature line, could buyer still terminate or rescind the transaction if seller failed in the completion of the form? And the answer is, I don't know. Maybe. Because the, the law does say seller is required to answer every single question. And for asterisk questions that are answered yes, seller is required to offer additional explanation and attach relevant documents as available. So does the smallest failure give the buyer the right to resend? Maybe. Does it have to be something more significant than the smallest failure? What if, for example, the question is, uh, or the seller, seller has already said the property is not connected to a septic system and the questions that aren't answered are all questions related to the septic system. Seller should have marked the NA box, but they didn't. They just didn't mark any box. Does that give the buyer the right to rescind? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe a court would be that draconian in its interpretation of the statute, or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. And brokers, you don't know either. Nobody but the judge who makes the decision knows, and then they don't know until they make the decision. So we just can't give assurances to the buyer or the seller in that case. But, but listing brokers, here's what you can do for your seller. You can make sure that before you deliver that Form 17, that every single question has an answer, even if the answer is NA. If the correct answer is don't know, then that's an okay answer also. And every yes answered question that has an asterisk has additional explanation offered and relevant documents attached. Listing brokers, review seller's Form 17 before you deliver it and make sure it's actually complete. And then you avoid the question of whether or not the buyer can rescind the transaction based on seller's incomplete uh, completion of the Form 17. We could probably talk for hours about the questions I receive regarding Form 17. I think this is a good nutshell summary to get you launched in your use and record keeping of the Form 17. 
I will tell you that the Form 17 is something that auditors look for in files. And if you are the buyer broker who's working with a seller in a transaction and the seller refuses to deliver a Form 17, you should make note of that in your transaction folder that you've requested the Form 17, seller refuses to deliver. And in addition to that, the advice you've given to your buyer. Because the only thing you can tell your buyer in that circumstance is buyer, here is a copy of the seller's disclosure statement. You're entitled to this information from the seller. This seller is refusing to give you this information. That means that you can either close the transaction anyway, not getting this information from the seller, or you can refuse to close the transaction because the seller has refused to give you that information. Your firm's transaction folder should show that you have asked for the Form 17 from the seller, and if it's refused, that you have explained to the buyer the consequences of that. Listing brokers, your firm's transaction folder should show that you have provably delivered the Form 17, which means that it's either attached to an email that went to both the broker and the firm on the other side of the transaction with hopefully a response, or that you have actual proof from the buyer or the buyer broker of their uh, having seen and reviewed the, the Form 17. One more I I issue to cover before we leave this discussion. <clears throat> you will find three signature lines on the Form 17 for the buyer. If all that the buyer wants to say is, I've got it, I received the Form 17, I'm not waiving any of my rights, I've just got it, then buyer would sign line number one. If what buyer wants to say is, I've got it, I've looked at it, I'm satisfied with it. I'm going to waive my right to rescind the transaction under the Seller's Disclosure Act. Then buyers should sign line number two. Belt and suspender approach is to sign line number two and line number one. And that's fine for the buyer who wants to waive the right to rescind the transaction following review of the form. Or it could be that buyer says to the seller, maybe seller says, I'm not giving you a Form 17. I'm just not. I'm not giving you a Form 17. I've never been inside this house before. It's my house. I inherited it from my great aunt Martha. I don't know anything about it. Buy the house or don't, but I'm not giving you a Form 17. House is now in my name. It's not in the estate anymore. So I owe you a Form 17, but I'm not giving you one. And if the buyer says, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna do all of my own research and satisfy myself before I close the purchase. So I am okay with not getting the Form 17. In that context, buyer would sign the third buyer signature line, which says that the seller has not completed the form, but nevertheless, buyer waives their right to rescind the transaction based on the Seller Disclosure Act. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please visit warealtor.org, take a look at the legal hotline, and ask me a question if you need extra help. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.